oh God, that you have protected them. Thank you, oh God, that even though we have a pandemic, your grace is still sufficient and you have kept us. There are over 500,000 people who are dead, who have passed away due to COVID-19, but you have kept every single one of us. We don't take it lightly and we know that it is your hand that has caused this to happen. Yes. We bless you, oh God, and we worship you. And we thank you for divine protection for each and every one of us, our families and everything we own. We thank you for your hedge of fire and protection around us. We pray, oh God, that it will not be of the letter, but of the spirit. Speak to us. May none of us leave the sea. We pray for your Holy Spirit to have his free course in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you all. It's always a pleasure to be with you all. It's always a pleasure to be with you uh, in church. The joint services, I always look forward to the joint services, having uh, you all. I see all of you. Oh, I, I see a good number of you. Amen. So today we have something special. We're talking about prayer. But even before then, we must, be, we, we must count ourselves fortunate to be healthy and alive. Amen. Uh, we, just this morning, the, I, I think if you guys look on your, your, your uh, WhatsApp, I think there are faces there, you, you see something. Just this morning, one of the Cleveland members' uh, uh, wife uh, told us uh, that, uh, or sent a, a WhatsApp that he's in intensive care and he had a, two, is it two code uh, blues? Is it code blue? Yeah, two code blues and uh, cardiac arrest and he was in a coma, he had, uh, he didn't have enough oxygen in the brain for some time, so there could have been some loss of brain function. And there's a gold fund uh, because the medical bills are about $1.5 million estimated. You know, and this is just, this just happened. It started in, in January and it's progressed. And, you know, he was in the ICU. He, 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 he was uh, taken off the ICU and he's now back in the ICU. So many things. So many of us who are healthy or who are okay, we must thank God for it. We must thank God because it is not automatic that you and I uh, 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 would escape certain things, but it is just a grace and mercy of God. Hallelujah. There are some people who feel that, hey, I have faith, you know, faith. So because of that, I'm covered, nothing will happen. But, but that's also good. But I believe that faith in God is what matters. Nevertheless, you and I need to be grateful and appreciative for what God has done. Amen. So now I want to share with us, we heard about 100% answered prayer, 12 steps to 100% answered prayer. Now today, we are going to hear about a very, very important topic. How many were blessed by the 100% answered prayer? The Lord's Prayer. I mean, what a powerful prayer formula, the Lord's Prayer. The apostles asked Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. And then Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Then he gave the formula so that we pray about certain topics. Then, now we are going to learn about a very, very important prayer topic. Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 to 23. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 to 23. Okay, so I'll read that. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what's the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, then he goes on, and might and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and has placed all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things for the church or to the church or for the sake of the church. Hallelujah. Now, this is one of the most important prayer topics, the Ephesians prayer topic. Today, we want to learn about the Ephesians prayer topic. It is so powerful that, uh, how many know about Kenneth Hagin? Kenneth Hagin said that this prayer topic was so powerful that he spent a lot of time praying on his knees. Every day, you pray for a, a period of time, he prayed these prayer topics, and God gave him revelation. God gave him the revelation of healing and faith. And because of that, he, the last headache he had was so many years ago before he died. He had faith. Bishop Dark, our, our prophet, also says that he's prayed this prayer many, many times, the Ephesians prayer. And because of that, God has given him deep insight into the things of God and into some scriptures. And that's what has made him or them who they are today. In the same way, what is going to make you and I what God expects us to be is not only this prayer topic, but this prayer topic is one of the things that would make you and I the people that God has destined us to be. So it is very important that we pray this prayer topic, the Ephesians prayer topic. Hallelujah to Jesus. But God bless you. I see all the pastors. I see all the people. Can I have an amen or a wave? Just a wave. All right. I see Kate. Kate, how are you? Amen. So the Ephesians prayer topics have six important components. Six important components. The first component, so these are the, step, these are the things we are going to uh, 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 go through today. Very, very important. But of course, th these are in, we can go in depth into them, but we will not do that at this time. For now, we are going to just touch on the surface of these six components. The first step of the Ephesians prayer, which Apostle Paul said, I cease not to give thanks. I cease not. I bow my knees. I cease not. I'm, uh, this is a very important prayer topic, so I'm praying about this for the saints. Number one is the first step is to give thanks with a grateful heart. Number two, the second step is to pray for wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, in the knowledge of God, in the knowledge of Jesus the third step is to pray for the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. We will go into that. These are very powerful topics. The fourth step is to pray to know your calling and the hope of your calling. The fifth step is to pray to know the riches of the inheritance of the seeds, our priceless, priceless inheritance. Oh, hallelujah. I said priceless. We have a priceless inheritance God has given to us in Jesus Christ. And number six, the sixth step is to pray to know the power of God. 
Because the power of God is working in us and through us. Oh, glory to God. I don't know what I'm speaking to somebody. But this is very powerful. Amen? So I'll read the verse again quickly. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, this Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus. And after hearing of the faith, their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and their love they have for all sins. Very important. So the Apostle Paul saw that these people, the church or their faces, their had a lot of faith and had a lot of love for the saints. Did you get that? Love for the saints. Love for the saints. Love for the saints. May we have love for the saints. And I'm talking about not love in word or tongue, but in deed and in truth. Sees not, because of that, he sees not. He was constantly giving thanks for them, making mention of them to God in his prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto the church or unto their faces or unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Apostle Paul said that I may know thee, that I may know thee and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your sufferings. For the people who do know their God shall do what? They shall work strong and take action, do exploits. There is something about knowing God that uh, uh, for the, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your heart, the inner eyes, the, 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 the heart of your, the eyes of your, your inner being, being enlightened so that we will know the hope to which he has called us and the riches of his glorious inheritance for us and the exceeding greatness of his power working in us and through us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Oh, what a powerful prayer topic. This topic, topic is talking about praying. You see, the Holy Spirit is in us, working powerfully in us by giving us the new birth experience, taking the heart of stone, removing it, putting it in the heart of flesh, being with us, blessing us, baptizing us. And after that, the things he's doing, the power he's, he's working in us to change our lives. And then the power of God that is working through us. This is the same power of God which raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. How many things are power prayer, powerful prayer topic just before we've even gone through the points? Number one, the first step in the Ephesians prayer is to give thanks. Ephesians 1.16. I cease not or cease not to give thanks for you. So first of all, when we are praying, we must be thankful to God. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Enter into his gates. You are not yet in front of him, but you are in his gates. At least you have a better chance to get his audience. Because when you are in God's gates, when you are in the gates of the king, most likely when the king finishes dealing, human king finishes dealing with the other people, they will call you. That's what happened with the unrighteous judge and the widow. The widow was at the gates. At the point, you'll be called. But if you want to approach the throne, then you have to enter into his 
courts with praise. So the first step, you don't just start, oh, Father God, in Jesus' name, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy, and I can get all you can give me. That's not how you start prayer. You start prayer by genuinely appreciating what God has done for you. Because God has done great things. He has done great things. He has done great things. Hallelujah. Many Christians must learn to be grateful to God and not ungrateful. Because when you are grateful to someone, let's assume someone, all of us will have children by the grace of God. So when I say everyone with a child, just imagine when you have your child. Imagine your child has been saved from death, has been saved from calamity. Imagine our children, maybe two of our children have been saved from calamity, from death by someone who did not really need to do it. We will show our gratitude in many ways. We will ask the person, what do you want me to do for you? Anything, please ask, and we will genuinely, willingly, and happily do something for them. Actually, when we are grateful to such a person, we would try to force an opportunity to help them or to do something for them. That is because we are grateful. If you and I are truly grateful to God for our salvation, it will show at least, first of all, in thanksgiving. We will be thankful to God. We will be thankful to God that we are not one of the statistics. We will be thankful to God that we are not one of the people who have died of heart failure or cancer and so many other. I, I just heard of, of, I mean, I've been hearing of people, even young people, older people dying of cancer. But God has been gracious unto us. So we need to be thankful. So you and I must spend quality time, not, oh, Father God, bless and bless. Thank you for protection. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for all you've given me. Thank you. Amen. You don't even add Jesus' name. Thank you, amen. And some will ask, oh, thank you, oh God, in Jesus' name. But we need quality time of prayer. You can pray amiss, but you can't praise amiss. Am I speaking to somebody here? I said, you and I can pray amiss, but we can't praise God amiss. What do you think? Amen. Amen. Thank him for his goodness and mercies. Thank him for his protection. Thank him for his provision. Thank him. There, there are endless ways to thank him. 10,000 reasons from my heart to find. There are over 10,000 10, is even small. The songwriter did well, but 10,000 reasons. Bless the Lord of oh my soul. 10,000 reasons. You can say millions of reasons. Uh, one mil 10 million reasons for my heart to find. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord because of how good he's been. So number one, very important, give thanks. You can even spend your whole one hour thanking God and not saying a word to him about anything you need. And then finish your prayer. Because God loves to be thanked. He is the only one, like I said last week, he is the only one who loves praises. Who, who, who loves, yes, bless, bless me, praise me, worship me, tell me how big I am. He's the only one who deserves that. And he's the only one who craves for that. Imagine. That's the thing that our God craves for. That's why David, even though he was a bad guy, because he knew how to talk to God. Some people will say, rap God. What are some of the words now, the youngest, young people? What, rap God, 
or not talk him to or what are some of the words? Let's get a few words. What are some of the words when a guy is talking to a lady? Of course, now these days corn, corn god, corn god. But that one day we've known those. I thought they were smooth, smooth. Super smooth, smooth. Hey, okay, <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah, smooth. Yeah. All these things, God. So, 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 you realize that the more we we take our time to bless God and to just tell Him how we feel, to just tell him that, look, Lord, we thank you. We could not have done it without you. We know it. And deep down in your heart, you believe it. You and I must foster that attitude of thanksgiving because it's very easy to think that you don't, I mean, you could have done it without God. It's very easy to, to behave as if, no, without God, I, could, I would have been fine. In my hard work gave me the victory. Because even though God is going to bless you and going to do it for you and I, you, are, you and I are still going to require hard work. So it might easily look like it is your effort. Because the unbeliever is using effort and he's gaining some ground. You, the Christian, you are making effort and you're also gaining the same ground. What does it mean? It clearly means that the unbeliever is using their strength. But you and I, it is God who is doing it for us. The difference is that you and I will be set securely on high. So we must thank God and know that it is God. All good, all good, all good and perfect gifts come from God. What did I say? All good. Let's all repeat it. All good and perfect gifts come from God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So that's the first. Number two, how many are going to be thankful to God at all times? Amen. Very good. Amen. Number two, cry to the Lord for revelation. Cry to the Lord for revelation. Amen. Amen. Cry to the Lord for revelation. Because you realize that the next thing was about the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen? Mm -hmm. So that's in Ephesians 117. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. So revelation, how many are looking for revelation knowledge? Now, revelation knowledge is very important because it is what has been revealed to you. You and I can know all the verses in the Bible. You and I can know how to get financial wealth. You and I can know how to receive the blessings of God, but not have the revelation of how to do it. So we will know in theory, but not practically. So it is the revelation knowledge. When we have revelation knowledge, it will cause us to understand and do. When we have the spirit of wisdom, and revelation, we will have deep insights into specific verses. You realize that the Bible talks about those who have been enlightened, who have tasted of the word of God, the good word of God, who have tasted of the heavenly gift. So there are certain people who have a deep revelation of Jesus Christ, a deep revelation of the Bible. Those people are totally different from other people. You will see that God has given Bishop the revelation of certain topics 
And those things have pushed him forward. God gave Kenneth Hagin the, the, the revelation of faith in certain topics, and that has pushed him forward. If you and I are able to pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, it will push us forward. Oh, hallelujah. I see some people being pushed forward. I said what? Pushed forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may know something, but until it is revealed to you in a deep way, you do not really know it. So I can quote scriptures all I want, but until it has been revealed to me, it, it, I don't know it very deep. That's why certain times you know a scripture, and then one time either you are preaching about it or you are reading it again, and then all of a sudden a light switch goes on. A revelation. A revelation. I said a revelation. There is a difference between head knowledge and revelation knowledge. I pray that you and I would ask God on a daily basis for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Because when you know Jesus Christ, it means you know his word. Because Jesus Christ and his word cannot be separated. There is a difference between knowing something and having a revelation of it. So you and I must pray. How many are going to pray for revelation, wisdom and revelation? When you have had a revelation, you will change something. A revelation brings about a change. I'll repeat that again. A revelation of something brings about a change. Not only does it bring about a change, but it causes you to do or not do. A revelation about doing a specific thing in the Bible, whether it is helping the poor, whether it's helping the needy, whether it's paying time, whether it's giving, whatever it is, a revelation of that will cause you to do because it has been revealed to you. You have the wisdom of it, and then you have a revelation of it. So the cardinal sign of a revelation is a change in your life and in my life. Oh, I see changes coming. I said, I see changes coming in your life. Hannah, I said, I see changes coming to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. So I want to encourage you to spend hours praying for wisdom and revelation. Hours. Sometimes you can take your whole day prayer topic to pray about wisdom and revelation. Just pray about it. Just pray about it. Hallelujah. It's amazing. Very cold and then outage and now it's hot. What a blessing. Praise God. In Texas. That's Texas for you. God anoints people who know him. David the king knew God, and God anointed him. The Bible says, with my holy oil have I anointed him. Oh, glory to God. There are so many other awesome topics. Let's try to go on. Let's move on. Having a revelation of God through his word. So we pray for a revelation, and then when we read his word, his word opens our hearts and minds to a deeper revelation and wisdom and understanding of God. Jesus Christ has told us, life is short, and the only thing worth doing is the work of the ministry. Jesus Christ himself said, lay not up for yourselves treasures on the earth. 
where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But rather, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust does not corrupt, where thieves cannot break through and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be there too. And where your heart is, that is where your treasure is. Your heart is where your treasure is. But until you and I get the revelation of what matters to God, we will not, it will not affect us. What do you think? There was a dying man. There was a story about a dying man in the hospital. He was a very young, successful lawyer. Very young, successful. That's what many of us want to do. We want to be young and successful. And there's nothing wrong with that. God is actually the one who gives us success. Daniel, like we read last week, we talked about last week. Was it Daniel? Yeah, Daniel. We talked about last week. He was very, very successful. He was, he was second in command in three separate world empires. The Babylonian, the Medio Persian. In fact, the Babylonian by Nebuchadnezzar, his grandson or son, Belshazzar, and then by the enemy Cyrus or, or Darius the Great, or no, Darius the Persian. He was the third, second in command in all these very, very successful politicians. Very, very successful. So God is not against success. God is not against, was not against the rich, the rich fool who, who did well in business and wanted to expand his business, wanted to flourish. God was not against him. But God was against he being rich on earth, but not rich towards God. That's where God called for the meeting. So God is not against our doing well. But if we are doing well and all our focus is on doing well, but forgetting about the God of the creation or of creation, the God who created us, the God whose our breath is in his hands. If we forget about him, that's where the problem is. So there was a, a, a young, successful lawyer, very, very successful, doing very, very well, having awards, succeeding, and was struck in the midst of his years with a deadly disease and on his deathbed. Then he said something remarkable that I want us to think about. Very remarkable thing he said. He said, if God would raise me up from this bed, I will serve him, even if it means becoming a full-time pastor. He didn't get the opportunity. So he got a certain revelation, and trust me, if he had been taken off the dead bed, maybe he would have actually given up everything because he now realized what mattered. So... A revelation will come, but when will it come? There's a difference between revelation coming early and revelation coming too late. Now, I'm not just talking about serving God. I'm just talking in general about God, his word, about life, and what matters to God. What does the Lord require of us? What are the things that God thinks about? As the man lay dying, he realized how, how futile everything in this world really was. He suddenly had the revelation knowledge about the things that are written in the Bible. Somehow you and I read the Bible, but we do not get the revelation of it. When we, you and I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, things which we have read 
and heard over and over again become alive and have new meaning and make a difference in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. What do you think? Rev, you are preaching good. Oh, Rev, you are preaching. You are preaching. You are blessing us. Amen. 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 So the third, the third is pray for understanding. Pray for understanding. Because I cease not to give thanks, making mention of you, my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Then, verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what's the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the seeds. King James makes it a bit blind to us, but at least we get the message. Hallelujah. So pray for understanding. The Bible says, through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. That's right. So establishment comes by understanding. So you can build the house through wisdom principles of the word of God, even if you don't understand it. Mm. And then understanding will come. I see understanding Mm. coming to you. I I receive it. Yes. Hallelujah. Receive it. Amen. Pray for understanding. When you and I have have understanding, Mm. we will know why we should obey the word of God. That's right. We will know why we must give. We will know why we must help people. We will know why we must love. We will know why we must not slander. We will Mm. know many Christians, hey, the Bible says in James chapter 5, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. That's right. A Christian will broadcast it ablaze on CNN. My God. My God. Mm. Oh, the Christian. Mm. The tongue, the Bible says the tongue is a, 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 an unruly evil. Hey. It cannot be controlled. It cannot be governed. Hey. Unruly. Hey. It cannot hey. be governed. It can't be controlled. Hey. 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 On an unruly evil. Full hey. of deadly poison. Hey. Deadly hey. poison. Come on now. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When you and I have the spirit of understanding, we will know why God is speaking to us in the way he is speaking to us. That's right. There are many Christians, husbands and wives, who are not willing to do their duties in a marriage. Mm. Stay there small, Rev. We need it. <laughs> they are not. The reason is because they do not have an understanding of the duties. Mm. That's the right. The revelation of the importance of the duty of the husband and the wife comes alive when we gradually, when, 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 when we gradually hear and get the understanding, the spirit of understanding. Mm. But some people get it when it's too late, when tragedy is mm. when their marriages are, 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 are going down. That's Help when the revelation or the understanding comes. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, I get what I'm saying. Oh, you are preaching to us, Rev. You are blessing us. Amen. 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 So understanding. Mm. Very important. Now, number four. Number four. 
time is going. Number four. Now that would be Ephesians 1.18, the same verse. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Illumination. Illumination. When the eyes of our understanding uh, is enlightened, there's illumination. We see things clearly. We, uh, our eyes are open. May my eyes and your eyes be open. In the name of Jesus. The next is that he may know what is the hope of his calling. The hope of his calling. The hope. David, what do you think? The hope of his calling. We will know. I said we will know what is the hope of his calling. Yes. Right. Amen. Yes. Amen. The hope. Every Christian, every Christian has been called. Every Christian has a hope. Every Christian has been called. Look at John chapter 15, verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have ordained or I have appointed you that you should go and bring forth fruits and that your fruit should remain. Your fruit should be lasting. Your fruit should be steadfast. And that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, I will give it to you. Ephesians 2, 8, 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Hallelujah to Jesus. So very, very important to pray about our calling. Because you and I have been called by God. Christians were not recreated for nothing. God did not recreate the Christian to warm the pews. God never created the Christian. Reverend, we cannot hear you. Who is muting the man of God? Hallelujah. You can, can you hear me now? Yes, Rev. Yes, Rev. Hallelujah. God never intended for the Christian to warm the pews. But the Bible says that God created us anew in Jesus Christ mm. long ago. Mm. So the, the, the recreated person has been recreated to do good works. Then I thought about right. that John 15, 16, we, God, we, 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 we didn't choose him, but he chose us and appointed us to be fruitful. Mm. You and I, as Christians, we were recreated for a purpose. That's right. Not to just sit down. There is no mm. scripture that mm. says that the Christian should just sit down and warm the pews. There is a higher reason why we were saved. We were saved to continue the good work, to do something good for God. We are on this earth. How can it be that we are on this earth just to exist and die and go home and, and go to heaven? What, what is the point? The earth is crumbling. The earth, the kingdoms of this world will come to an end. So what is the point of coming to this world, living, suffering, succeeding, doing well at work, and then helping to build lives and to build things at work and then dying to leave what we built behind? What, is that good enough? to be alive for. Is that, is that a better, is that a good reason for us to be in this world? 
Is that a good enough reason? That why, why, what was the point? But rather, there is a fallen world. There is a world that has fallen, that has fallen short of the glory of God. There is a world that is dying and dark, that has been defeated by the devil. And who has a prince? Who is, who is Satan? There is a world we are living in where there are tormentors and there are people who are oppressors, who are oppressing, like the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, oppressing the world. So you and I were saved out of the oppressed to now be kings who glory to God, to now be kings and priests unto God, and to now rescue people mm. out of hell and out of this dying world into mm. the kingdom of God and to mm. nurture them in church. That is mm. a better purpose. Because at the end of the day, the purpose that matters is the purpose that will last in 10 million years will still be around. Mm. And anything we are doing on earth will not last after Christ comes. The Bible says the of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ. Mm. And you and I, we will reign with Christ. Oh, glory to God. Come on. Keep preaching right. I said we are going to reign with Christ Jesus. Keep preaching right. Yes. Mm. So that is a better purpose. Yes. But it doesn't mean that don't do well and work hard at work. Mm. You mm. got to work hard. You have to work hard to live a better life. What is businesses do the business, have the businesses flourish. That's right. Having it at the back of your mind that the thing that matters more than my flourishing is Jesus and what concerns him and my calling, the reason I was brought to the world. The reason I was brought to planet Earth, mm. I need to fulfill it. Mm. It can't be that I'll go to boarding school and then I'll be throwing javelin and shot put, and I'll be doing sports, and I'll not concentrate on my exams and studies, mm. and fail my exams, but be the best shot put person in the, in, in, in the, in the country, Messi. or the, 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 the country. What is the point? The reason you were, you were taken to school was to pass exams and to get a certificate, but you left without a certificate, and you were the best shot put person. Mm. Balanced life. Messy. But what matters is when you and I, we understand the hope to which we have been called. We first understand that we have been called. That's right. And we walk in our calling. And whilst we are walking in our calling, we do what we need to do. And God mm. blesses us. Mm. Blesses what we are doing. That's right. Very, very important because we all have a call and then there is the hope to which he has called us. He mm. has called us to a glorious hope. That's right. The calling has so much glory attached to it because look, let's assume you are, let's assume just like the genies, of course, those are unbelief things, but the genies, you have three wishes. You can get anything you want. You can even decide to be the president. You'll get it. Now, let's assume God asks you, give me any three things you want, I'll go for you. And you are able, you are able to become the most successful, richest person, you will still die. <laughs> you, are so, you, are, you are the most successful person on planet Earth. Bill Gates mm. will die. Mm. Steve mm. Jobs is dead. Mm. I'm saying something. Death will occur. So, 
What about a place where you will never die and your position is secure? Mm. When you are in heaven and you have crowns and you are in a high position and you have say, planets or cities or whatever that you are, you, you, you are in charge of. Planets don't put money. I'm just okay. That is my statement. It's not in the Bible. But you have planets or you have cities you are in charge of. And your position, your crowns, your glory, your brightness is forever. Trillions of trillions of years is like a second. Eternity, there's no time. Mm. Before time began, God existed. That's why in the past, I used to ask myself, what happened before God? Did God just appear? That's because my, time, my mind is, is bound by time. I cannot picture what it is like outside time. But God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were outside time. That's why Jesus Christ, when the fullness of time was come, God sent his son, the son, and Jesus Christ entered into time. That's right. Time is, 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 is not something that is fixed or constant or forever. In eternity, there will be no time. Time will no longer exist. That's the place you and I need to be blessed. That, 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 that's the place that matters. Just like a man of God was talking to his pastor. Pastor, I want to show you around. Beautiful. I'll, I, you can trust me. I'll be very happy. If you get certain blessings, come to me and I'll, 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 I'll be very happy to see it and, and pray and thank God. But the pastor was very, very happy. The man took him to his band and said, look at the, look, look to the south. Wow, this is all mine. Look to the west. This is all mine. Wow, the pastor said. Look to the east. Wow, everywhere. Then the pastor said, what about? Hey. Hmm. Rev, this one is called OBS. OBS Sunday. It's called OBS. Hmm. Hallelujah. But if you have north, mm. you have west, you come have on. east, you come have on. south, and you have up. Oh, glory to God. Mm. Come on. Because you have the most important thing up, and you have it in every corner. That's, that's right. What that's right. And that's what God wants for you and I. The hope, the hope to which he has called you. We have been called to do good works. We have been called to be unmovable, steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Mm. Christianity has become a kind of ritual for many folk. A kind of ritual. Hallelujah. Amen. They just attend church, sing songs, and listen to a 30-minute sermon, and you can trust me, they'll look at their watches. Mm. <laughs> when you're in the presence of Jesus, the Bible says, when two or three are gathered together in my name, I mean, they're in the midst of that. If you have to work, don't look at your watch, just exit. We appreciate it. Of course, look at your watch to make sure it's time and exit. But I'm talking about those who are just going, they are rushing home to just go home. Mm. They are, oh, I've been, I've passed a little, not that much, but I've passed it. People, <laughs> some people are rushing. What are you going to do at home? I, I just want to go and relax. I'm going to do nothing. Mm. Mm. That's, those are, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. So there are some people who are rushing home from the presence of Jesus. Mm. Mm. 
They are speedy home. They can't, they, aha, why is it taking so long? This process, this, but Super Bowl. Ooh, my sandal hey, hey. <laughs> Well, we are saying something. Sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. Something. The angels are like, oh, oh my God. Oh. Wow. Where we are changing. A woman can spend, is it 10 hours? How many hours on the head? There's no problem with that because we like you to look nice. Look nice. Mm-hmm. They spend how many hours? Some are more than 10 hours, right? 12 hours. 15 hours. 15 hours. There's nothing wrong with it. But mm. if you can do that, then you should be able to be happy when the person goes over. That's right. Because we know you can spend time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't shut me down. I'm preaching you here. We are preaching. We are preaching. Feel free. Feel free. Feel free. Your back is covered, Rev. I'm standing they just on your left side. Church, sing songs and listen to a 30 minute sermon, but there is more to the calling of God. That's right. That. Christians have an important calling to save souls and to establish people in the Lord. The hope, the reason for our calling is to bear fruit and win souls in this life. That is why we are still here. And have not left heaven yet. Oh, what matters? There's a hope. There's a, there's a great reward. There is glory awaiting us. The Bible says that our present suffering is not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. There are crowns waiting for us. There are ranks and positions waiting for us in heaven. There is a hope. There's, there's a glory awaiting us. And God wants to give us high-ranking positions in heaven. But we need to pay the price for it. We need to, to, to fulfill our calling mm. so that we can get those high-ranking places in eternity. That's why God said, after God overthrew Saul in Acts, he found David, the son of Jesse, a man after his own heart who would fulfill all his will. Revelation 14, 13. And I heard a loud voice in heaven say, right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from now on, from henceforth, from now on. Yes, here's the spirit. That they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them. They, they will rest from their labor. So there, there's labor and work. Labor is toil and hard work. Labor is toil and hard work. Now, I'm just, if, if, it's been, if it's too much, take it up with God. I'm just a messenger giving you what the Bible says. Toil, hard work is labor. And then there is work. So there is work, and then there is toil and hard work. They will rest from both their works and their toil and hard work. They will rest from it. So it means that when the Bible says the person who is in the Lord is blessed when they die, why is the person who is in the Lord blessed when he or she dies? Because they would rest from their labors and their works to follow them. So it means that rest is only supposed to happen for the Christian when they are dead. This Bible. Rest. Rest from work for God is only supposed to happen for the Christian. Some people have written when they get promoted at work. 
Some people have written, rest for the Christian only happens when they have their first million or when they get promoted at work. Then they can rest from the work of God and concentrate on their work. According to who? No. The Bible says they will rest from their labors. I see you resting from your labor when you are dead and when I'm dead. After many years. May we rest from our labors and Amen. will follow us. I said, our work will follow us. What Amen. will follow me is not my certificate. My postgraduate certificate cannot follow me past the ceiling. Someone will say, past the Earth's atmosphere. Neil Armstrong and all those people, let's, let's take it that the people who have gone to the moon, past the moon, let's even go further. My certificate will not, will not go past the moon or past any rocket or any spaceship. Or oh, what's, the, what's the word? Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, never mind. Will not go past our works. The only thing that will follow us are the works we've done for Jesus. Mm. The works we've done for Jesus. Yeah. So the calling, imagine you fulfill God's will for your life. Imagine when you are dead and I'm dead by the grace of God over 100 years old. And we are Amen. What a blessing it would be when as soon as we to be absent from the body, automatic, immediate presence with the Lord. Immediately. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Imagine when you are in the in front of Jesus Christ. Wow. This is well done. That was my faith was there. Amen. This world to achieve something mm. for your calling, and you have fulfilled it totally. Mm. Wow. Here's your blessing. Here's your reward. Mm. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone will receive the things they have done in the body will be rewarded for the things we have done in the body. Whether right. or, or very, very important. So that's why Apostle Paul did not cease to pray these prayers. Mm. He did not. He did not. What you and I do on earth will determine how we will spend eternity in heaven. Mm. It will determine how our stay in heaven will be like. Uh. If you and I know why Christ saved us, we will have a lot to do for him here on earth. Mm. God doesn't take from us. Uh. God gives to us. That's right. Serving God will not take from you. Come on. Amen. The pastors know it. The pastors know it. The, 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 the pastors know it. Pastor Sam Where are saying something? He's got a high position at work. The, all the different pastors. They know it. It's mm. not taken from them. Many oh, yes. people that you take from you. Come on. Come on. It's not taken from you. Come on. So the other people, director here, director here, nothing is taken from you. Come on. God rather gives to you. I said, well, God rather gives to you. Nothing That's right. Mm. Keep preaching. Even if there is a short-term lapse or issue, 
it's only going to be a springboard. Oh, come on now. Come on now. So God doesn't want to take from us. God wants to give to us. But he needs a reason for, for us to qualify. He needs a reason to take us to the next level. He needs a reason to bless us in a certain mm. way. He needs a reason for us to share in the glory of Christ. The Bible mm. says that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If we suffer with him, we will reign with him. That's right. We will reign with him. We will reign with him. Hallelujah. Amen. So that, oh, okay, I'll call Because all the pastors in this world cannot do the job. That's right. All the pastors in this world. Hmm. All the evangelists in this world, and I can prove it to you in Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. And then I'll have the last one and then we conclude. Hmm. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's start from verse 6. Am I speaking to somebody in this room? Rev, you are teaching. You are preaching. teaching. Ephesians chapter 4. I'll start from verse 6. I'll use NLT. One God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scripture says, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. One reason why you must not be left behind, I explain what he led captivity captive means. Verse 9 Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. Hmm. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens. Hmm. So, higher than all the heavens, because God does not dwell in the universe. Uh It's, he cannot dwell in the universe because there was a time that there was no universe and he created the universe. That's when he right. said, let there be, he created a universe. So where was he before the universe was created? Mm. He's outside the universe. Yeah. As the universe is expanding, he's outside. And you realize that that's why the Bible says in Ephesians 4.10. And the same one who, has, who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, higher, higher than the heavens. He ascended higher than the heavens mm. so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. So he's outside the universe and filling the ent- oh, glory to God and filling the entire universe with himself. Yeah. Wow. Verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, mm. the evangelists, mm. and the pastors and teachers. Mm. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Verse mm. 13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So the pastors cannot do it all. That's, That's right. why the fivefold ministry, the pastor, prophet, evangelist, teacher, prophet, the five, 
their responsibility. It's mm. not to say, who I see a car. Mm. We have to say that. We got to say that. Who we I got see to a say that. You have to say it. But as you are saying it, your responsibility is to mm. do, to equip God's people to do the work of the ministry. That's then, right. Hey, I see that house. Mm. Mm. Saying something. Is that Sheila? Sheila, how are you? Amen. Amen. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Okay, let's Where continue. Where are preaching? We've got two more. The next will be also be in Ephesians 1.18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that he may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So our priceless inheritance in Jesus Christ. Who glory, this is so powerful. Mm. Jesus Christ has his old will he gave to mankind. But the old will did not, it, 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 it was pointing towards the new will. And that old will, even though it was perfect and good, it did not favor mankind. But it was only to keep mankind till the person who wrote the will came. If that makes sense. What am I saying? Jesus Christ wrote his old will, which is the Old Testament. When you, when you go to court now, you will write in a will. You say your, life, your, your will and testament. So Jesus Christ's old will, or Old Testament. And then it was perfected because the Old Testament was a foreshadow, was just a, a guardian to keep us. The law was just a guardian. Was some, mm. was a schoolmaster to keep us so that when Christ comes, it hands us over to Christ. Because without mm. the law, we will not know we are sinful. We will not know we need a savior. So right. now that we have the law and we know that we are sinful, we need a savior. As soon as Christ comes, then the law presents us to Christ and Christ takes over. Moses, mm. Elijah, Lord, prophets, Jesus Christ, meeting, transfiguration, Passover, exchange. Then old law is finished. New Testament comes. Now the New Testament is the love letter or the will of God for us. And we all know that every will has an inheritance. That's right. And the inheritance is read in the court of law. I remember when my grandmother died, and all the people, because she was, I mean, she had houses in every UK, different, all over the place, houses. So you can imagine the, 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 the children coming there to hear the will read. She was this old time Mokola money. Hallelujah. Now, because of that, you can see the, 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 the will, the people waiting to hear their names. In the same way, you and I have a priceless, mm. Mm. huge, infinite mm. inheritance. Mm. And mm. the will, we need to go to court to read it. But the court is the Bible. Glory mm. to God. Come on now. And what I mean by the court is the Bible is because in court you have evidence, and the evidence which is admissible in court is the Bible. Mm. In heaven's court, the Bible is the only evidence that is guaranteed to be admissible in court, which stands in court, which holds in court, which cannot be disputed. Mm. Now we all know that for a will to be enforced, the person who wrote the will has to die. That's right. Right, that's right. When the person dies, then the will will be in force and ready for the people. Now, Jesus, and there need to be two, two witnesses. 
and there needs to be a signature. Hmm. There's no time to go into it since it's not what you're talking about. But <laughs> the Bible says that Jesus Christ, after read, writing his will, he died. Come on. But before then, yeah, he died. But the will was signed, oh, hallelujah to Jesus. <laughs> the will was signed with the blood of Jesus and the My witnesses God. were God the Father and the Holy Spirit. My God. So he died so the will is now in force, and he rose from the dead to make sure the will is established. Mm. Mm. So our inheritance is priceless, but many people don't know their inheritance. They don't know what is right in this. Many of us Christians, I'm saying us because we are all trying to get to know all of it. Many of us Christians don't know our inheritance. Merci, mm. Lord. Mm. Help us. And because we don't know our inheritance, we will not be, I mean, the enemy takes control mm. and our inheritance from us. Mm. But it's when you go to court and then the judge guarantees that, look, this is yours. Take it. Mm. There shouldn't be any problems because mm. you have the will in your hands mm. and you can stand your ground. Mm. Wow. So you and I, we need to pray so that God will show us what our inheritance is. That's wow. right. That's right. You're teaching. You're teaching. When you and I begin to discover what God has in store for us, we will be amazed. Eye has not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not even entered into the heart of man the mm. things that God has in store for us. Hmm. He has revealed it by the Spirit. We need to pray to know what God has given to us. Many Christians, because they don't know their inheritance, they feel that it's okay for Christians to be poor. Mm -hmm. Some Christians believe that pastors when they see a pastor driving a nice car, they get upset. God forgive you. It is more. There are people who want their pastors to come crawling to their doorsteps to beg for tin of sardines, or I tell you, or meat, or mm. chicken, mm. or some money. Mm. Yes, I know it happens in Africa. And when they see a pastor driving a nice car, look at the pastor. I, I have lots of respect for the pastor. <laughs> God forgive you. Whoever mm. you are. Mm. If a businessman can have a plane, why can't the pastor have a plane? Mm. The businessman mm. is using a plane to go and make money. The pastor is using a plane to go mm. and make Come on. Go to Come on. Come on. Come on. Bishop was into the, 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 the <clears throat> on YouTube. Let's save. Let's save. So he went to get some old cars. No, not old cars, new cars, but they were, this was a long time ago, but they were not good cars, to save money. Until he was driving on his way to Tamale, a place called Tamale, in Ghana, to have a program. As he was driving, a person with a bicycle just appeared on the road, and as he stepped on the brakes, there were no anti-lock brakes, or they said they were, but it didn't work well, and they started mm. to stand on the road. Mm. Because of the people. Mm. Why, why should he drive this nice car? This mm. car is only good for businessmen and women. Mm. This car is only good for the church mm. members who are good so that they can mm. give the pastor some handouts. Mm. I will drive a nice car, Rev. I will drive a nice car. 
That's why I listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God is showing me piety, so I need to live a modest life. Mm. According to who? You shouldn't love money. You shouldn't love money. If you want to live a modest life, you make the millions and then give most of it to the church and then live the modest life you want. But God has good things for you. As a God Amen. has good things for you. Amen. Amen. Apostle Peter wanted to find out how he would benefit from following Christ Jesus. So he asked in Mark chapter 10, verse 20, Lo, we have left all and followed you. We have left everything and followed you. It looks like I'm going to go past time just a bit. We have left everything to follow you. That's what Peter told Jesus. What is it for me? What, what, is, what is in it for me? Lord, I've left everything to follow to follow you. I've left my job. I've left my fishing business. It was thriving and they decided to go down, but you brought it back up and it's thriving again. The fishes I caught when you told me to dip, the, uh, when you came into my boat, is so much that my business is flourishing. I've left it for you. What is the need for me? What is the benefit? Then the next verse is Mark 10, 29, 30. Then Jesus said, there is no man that hath left house or brothers or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land. The people, Jesus said people can leave children to go and do the work. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't mean my child, my child, I can't do anything. When they grow up, you see. When they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> hey! That children, hey! I don't have time. Bye-bye. Gotta go, gotta go. Out. <laughs> And then they might even fulfill their ministry, and then you mm. want to wait and hold on for them or to them. Mm. There is no man who has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lambs for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this mm. time mm. houses mm. and brethren and sisters and mothers mm. and children. Mm. And lands with persecutions. With persecution. And in the world to come, mm. in the world to come, it's another. Wow. That is God's portion for you and I. I said, That is God's portion for you. I receive Amen. it in Amen. the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. In His inheritance of peace mm. of mind, of righteousness, of joy, of yes. peace. Yes. Yes. So much about His inheritance. Mm. The heritage of Christians and, and, and the people of God and shepherds and ministers is not to lack or have poverty. Mm. But if you and I do not find out or pray about it, we will live in darkness and deception all the days of our lives. That's right. And finally, finally, to know the greatness of God's power. To know the greatness of God's power. The greatness of God's power to save, to heal, to deliver, to change us. There are certain things that you and I don't like about ourselves, but we are struggling to change it. Mm. Trust in God's power to change us. Trust in God's Amen. power to work in our lives. Amen. Trust in God's power to work in our morality. Amen. Trust in God's power Amen. to work in on our mind. Amen. Trust in God's power to work on our pride. Amen. Trust in God's power to fix our lives. And Amen. trust in God's power to work through us. Yes. Amen. Deliver. Amen. Uh, perform great miracles. Mm. 
people's lives and on our lives. Mm. The exceeding Ephesians 1.19. And what is the exceeding? Exceeding. Mm. It, 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 it is superseding. When I say exceeding, it is like far reaching. It, it, it's mm. exceeding greatness mm. of his power. Come on. Toward us mm. who believe. Saying the something power right. of the universe yes. to raise Jesus Christ from the dead is working in you and I and through you and I. According to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. That the power of the universe, the power of God that, ra that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and set him at his own right hand. Mm. Far Above all and power and mind and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come, and have right. all things under his feet and mm. gave him to be the head over all things. Come on, come on, come on, to the church for the sake of the church. It means that the same power that raises us from the dead is working in me, Hallelujah. you and I, Amen. working through us. And Amen. that same power was able to raise Christ mm. from the dead and set him far above all principalities. Power is mm. might. When you read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, the things you and I are fighting against, there's no time to go into that, but I'll just state it. The things you and I are fighting against, principalities and powers and might, all those things that, the, that we are fighting against, Christ was placed high above them. That's right. And it was not for his sake, because he's God, but for the church's sake. The last, the last part of that verse, for the sake of the church. When you read it in NLT, he was placed above all things for the sake of the church. Why? Mm -hmm. Because if the head is above all things, then the toe is above all things. And mm -hmm. you and I are the body of Christ. So Jesus Christ is the head of the church and the body, and he's above all things at God's right hand. Our spiritual position is at God's right hand. Therefore, there is nothing above us. Mm. Nothing above us. Mm. Nothing above us. Nothing above us. Yes. So therefore, when we pray in Jesus' name, no matter the entity, no matter the creature, no matter yes. the devil, no yes. matter the Lucifer, yes. everything is under our feet. We just need to stand our ground, know our inheritance, know the power of God that is working in That's right. us. And teaching, Amen. Amen. And there are many Christians who don't believe that the power is available now. They feel that he died when the last apostle died. Mm. Of course, that's what the devil said, but the devil is a liar. <clears throat> there are many Christians who feel that that's what that, that it, it, it ended. The power of God ended when the last apostle died. Second mm. uh, Timothy 3 5 says that in the last days, some people will have a form of godliness but will deny mm. the power mm. of the gospel. Mm. Stay there, small rev. But you and I need to pray that we will know the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. You will know. There are two types of churches in the world teaching churches and power churches. It's good to be both. Some churches emphasize the teaching of the world and have nothing to do with the power of God. Mm. But it's a mistake. You cannot take away miracles from the Bible. Without That's the right. miracles in the Bible, we are only left with the philosophical literature. 
We need to pray for the power until we experience it. You will know and taste of God's power. But when we pray about it, it will be fantastic. The power dimension of Christianity, you and I must experience. I receive it. There is power. There is power. There is power for healing. There is power for deliverance. There is power to raise the dead. There is power against cancer. There is power Amen. against the, the, the loss of the, of nature. There is mm. power mm. in the name of Jesus. Mm. So mm. the efficient prayer formula is very, 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 very important. Now, the first is do not cease to give thanks. The second is prayer for wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The third is to pray that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. The fourth is to pray that we will know the hope to which he has called us, our calling and the hope of our calling. The fifth is to pray to know the riches of our inheritance. Mm. And the final is to pray to know the power of God. Shall we pray? Father God, we pray in Jesus' name for your power that works in us. may, May we know of your love. May we appreciate everything you have done for us. Yes. May we not cease to give thanks yes. for all you've done. May we know and have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Lord Jesus. We pray, oh God, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. Yes. So that we will know the hope to which you have called us in our calling and your inheritance and the power of the Holy Spirit that works in us. Yes. Father God, we pray for the grace to walk in these things. Mm. May we pray these prayers. Mm. May we use the Ephesians prayer formula and all the mm. different prayer formulas well so that we walk in victory. We will walk in success. We will walk in all the yes. fullness of God. Yes. We will walk yes. in all that has been provided for and paid for us through mm. the death, burial, and resurrection mm. of our Lord mm. Jesus Christ. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Just before I hand over, I want to ask if there's anyone watching who is not born again, who has not given their lives to Jesus Christ, If you know that you are far from God, if you know that you have not given Jesus first place in your life, if you've concentrated on other things and left Jesus out, Jesus is standing behind the door of your heart and is knocking to come to save you. If you want your sins forgiven, you are tired of sin, you are tired of living, feeling guilty, you are tired of of depression and hopelessness, and you know that it is because there is a void. There is no Jesus. And you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be born again. Then I want you to just raise your hands towards your screen and repeat after me. Very important. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess 
I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you pray this prayer, you are born again. Your sins are forgiven. You are washed with the blood of Jesus. Father God, we pray that you strengthen these who have given their lives to you and who have rededicated their lives to you. Cause them to walk in the light of your word. Protect them, deliver them from evil. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you all on social media. God bless you. You are blessed. You are favorable. May God bless your week. May your week be blessed. May your I week receive it. Good I receive it. Good I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. In Jesus' name. God bless you all, pastors, for, uh, and, 